Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. The more times you see three guys really close to the center, they're shutting the run down. Hill has the ball taken out of his hands, and it's caught in the air by Jenkins. So if they weren't going to rule it a fumble, Jenkins said, I'll just make it an interception. John Jenkins comes up with the interception there. He also uh, recovered a fumble, so quite the game for him uh, against his former team, the New Orleans Saints. And yet still, despite the fact that the Bears did not turn the ball over today, they were unable to turn those turnovers into much as they Still fall to the Saints today, 21-9. to And as we've been mentioning, it was more like a 21-3 ball game because they add the late touchdown as the clock expires. Jimmy Graham makes a nice catch. Too little, too late. And Bears fans are fed up and questioning what the direction for this team will be. Are you really going to bring back Ryan Pace next season after you've given him multiple opportunities to draft and sign? a franchise quarterback. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, it, Howard, it's like feel so repetitive sometimes just repeating the same thing about finding a uh, franchise quarterback and, and maybe, maybe the term franchise quarterback, maybe I'm playing a little too loose with it, but you need a quarterback who you think is a top half of the league quarterback, a guy who, when things are around him, that you can count on him to help you win ball games. And the truth is that, you know, with Trubisky, with Foles, and Mike Lennon, I feel like Ryan Pace has been given plenty of opportunity to find that guy. And unfortunately, you know, I, I really hope that they don't give him another shot to do things because, you know, I, I'm reading on Twitch. We're hearing from our callers. Everybody's frustrated. It's the same thing over and over again. And, you know, if the Bears aren't willing to make changes next season, I don't know why Bears fans should have optimism about next year. Yeah, no reason to have that. We've given him chances to pick the right quarterback. He just picks the wrong quarterback. So he, he's by picking quarterbacks, but not the right ones. It's going to help this team, and and that is it's such a critical part. I mean, I, I'm you know I'm I'm stating the obvious, but if you don't have a guy under center that understands what this game is all about, that can read defenses, it, you're just going to be in trouble. You really do not have a chance in today's NFL to be able to have the type of success. Can you go eight and eight? Yep, they've proven that. But how do you take the next step? And the next step is what's so difficult because you hear, what do you hear about when we talk about Drew Brees, right? Or when you say Aaron Rodgers, oh, well, they can't throw anything at him because they haven't seen it. They've seen everything. I'm sorry. So there's nothing new that you can throw at them to throw them off. But what, what about with Mitch? Well, what did we hear today? This is a team that plays a lot of man coverage and they went out and played a lot of zone. So now Mitch has to try to figure out where the ball needs to go when he's under duress. And that's not a recipe for success with a guy who, who seemingly has had trouble uh, picking up defenses and understanding where the ball needs to go. And we had uh, a caller earlier who was upset at the end of the half when the Bears ran the ball to Craig Nall on third and two. It was out of the shotgun. It was Mitch, and it looked like it was an RPO there, and Mitch – put the ball in Ryan Null's belly and let Ryan Null take the run and go up the middle for no gain on third and ten or third and two at the end of the half. And now I was actually, um, we were doing a social distancing Twitch watch party for the folks out there who wanted to watch 
along with us over at Carmen DeFalco's place. It was Carmen, it was Waddle, Yurko, and myself. And we were just hanging out, watching the game, breaking it down. And we actually paused and rewound and watched closely. And it really looks like on that play, Mitch, the defensive end for the Saints, is crashing down. And on that, you know, if you're running an RPO, the quarterback's mm-hmm. responsibility, that's that's the perfect opportunity. If the if the defensive end is crashing in on you, you, t- you, you put it in the running back's belly and you pull it out and you go out wide and you see what you can make of it. And that's actually something that Mitch has proven with his ability to run. He does better than most quarterbacks in this league. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, you know, we'll have to, I, no one asked Matt Nagy directly about that play, but... It looked to, you know, a couple of veteran NFL players, Waddle and Yurko, like he should have kept the ball and run with it. And so, you know, I, I don't know 100% certainty, but there's just two former NFL players, their thoughts on it. And, you know, that's a play there where it's, again, something he's reading the defense incorrectly in their opinion. And, you know, it look, it, again, it's, it's not – it doesn't decide the game, but mm-hmm. it's an instance where you're like, well, you're not reading reading the play the way the coach probably would wish would want you to do. Yeah. And so now what ends up happening is Ryan Null stuffed on third and two. It's at the Bears 26. So now it's a fourth down situation. And it was a minute. And if Mitch picks up that first down, the Bears have two timeouts left. And they can go ahead and try and make a little drive, put something together, and at least put Cairo Santos in field goal range to wrap up the half maybe end at seven to six, but mm-hmm. Mitch makes the wrong read. Craig, uh, Ryan all stuffed. And then all their, uh, at that point, now they're just playing clock games as they try and figure out when to call a timeout so that they can punt, you know, to the saints so that they can end the half and not have the saints have any plays. But again, it's just one decision, but you see things like that time and time again, over and over again. And that's again, something that Mitch can do well. He can run the ball effectively, but he, he doesn't make the right reads so often that it drives you crazy. And I think that's kind of where we're at at this point. And I'm sure I'm sure that weighs on Matt Nagy as well, Howard, is the fact that he can't really trust his quarterback to make the right play. No question about it. And, and listen, uh, uh, when you're running, uh, when you're running those option plays, it's absolutely, that is rule number one. The defensive player crashes, you tuck it and keep it. You've got to keep yep. it because he's, they're taking away the run and they're going to allow you to do it. Um, now, at the college level, what they'll do is they'll crash the end and then they'll have a secondary player who becomes that force defender that you need to read off of. But yes. they didn't have to do that. Uh, you know, they, It was just a simple read. And, but that's also one of the things that happens to quarterbacks who lack the confidence in themselves. And, you yes. know, I know Mitch has talked about all the confidence he's had since being back, but Still, he hasn't won a game like this, you know, in, in this type of scenario. So, you know, he was probably pressing and, and didn't make the right read. But that's still no excuse for a four-year player to make. He, 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 he learned that in college. So he's got yeah. to be able to make that read. And that's why, you know, it's inexcusable that he's not able to make that and, and keep the drive alive. Yeah, and little things like that, short circuit what Matt Nagy is able to do. Well, you know, with third and two, those are those are downs you kind of want, you know, you kind of need to have in critical situations. And as we've been talking about, too, all, all game long, the Bears failed to convert when they needed to most on third down. He's two-time Super Bowl champ Howard Griffith. I'm Jeff Miller. This is the Bears Miller Light postgame show here on ESPN 1000, brought to you by the official beer of the Chicago Bears, Miller Light. 
Uh, we will continue to take your calls and we will check in with Jeff Dickerson as well and hear from Mitch Trubisky before we wrap things up at 930. If you want to talk, get in now. 312-332-3776. This is the Bears Post Game Show on ESPN 1000. The ESPN 1000 Post Game Show returns after these. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show is back. It's back with your hosts, ESPN 1000 fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller, two-time Super Bowl champion, Chicago native Howard Griffith. Now back to more on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The Bears have officially been eliminated from the playoffs after a 21-9 loss in New Orleans today. It was 21-9, but it was not that close. And just because it was probably predictable doesn't mean that it was any less disappointing. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Howard Griffith, talking Bears and Saints and the end of the Bears 2020 season. Right now, our opportunity to bring in Jeff Dickerson, who covers the Bears for ESPN and ESPN 1000. J.D., that one was disappointing because it felt like the Bears really shot themselves in the foot. You know, you hate to play the woulda, shoulda game, but if Javon Wims catches that throw, which was right in his hands, you, you just you never know because the Saints were not particularly sharp, I don't think, in the first half. Um, the Bears' pass rush was clearly having its effect on Drew Brees. They, after a couple of early runs uh, by Kamara, um, I thought the Bears, you know, shut the run down pretty well. But when your offense, guys, um, is one of ten on third down, I mean, we're talking like we're back in the middle of the season ages right now. I mean, one of ten, 11 first downs. And a lot of this is coming on that last drive which was complete garbage time. So, Jeff, yeah, the score was 21-9. It was actually 21-3, and it felt like 41-3. And that's how, when you watch that game. So, I mean, there were chances early. So what do we talk about all week? You're going to be a team like the Bears, an inferior team to the Saints. you got to make the plays. You can't drop a touchdown pass. You can't have these bad, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. You can't get ejected. If you're Anthony Miller, did you guys play Matt Nagy yet? You hear what he said about oh, we we did, did this week. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and Howard knows. I mean, practice time is is sacred, right? I mean, there's only so much time in the day, and like you try to maximize every minute you're at the facility, and it takes ten to fifteen minutes to show them cut up specifically of C.J. Gardner Johnson, who is dirty beyond belief, and to show them on the heels of what happened with Wims back in the regular season. And for him to do that is like, well, that's the guy you just can't really win with. I don't know what else to say. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, his future, uh, even though he's got a, another year left on his contract here, has to be pretty tenuous uh, at best. So there you have it. I mean, it's, it's everything that the Bears could not afford to do, uh, they did today. And, and the result was, as Jeff, you said, it was predictable, but nonetheless still very heart-wrenching and disappointing to watch them go out there and embarrass themselves like they did especially on offense. Yeah, J.D., you're absolutely right. Now, I think one of the things you mentioned it, alluded to it, when you talk about being a team that, that, that has its issues offensively, 
you can't afford not to be able to execute. But my question is, why is this team so undisciplined? And my thought was, it starts at the front of the room. So yeah. it, I, I, I don't want to say that it's a lack of respect for the coach, but I don't know where else to what else to say when guys continue to make you know, dumb decisions on the football field. This was a big regression game, Howard. It really was. And I think, again, you kind of knew it was coming, right? I mean, they they were not of this caliber. You know, when you're one in seven against playoff teams, what does that tell you? You're not, you're not a playoff team. I mean, you got in. You're not a playoff team. Right. We watched all these teams play this weekend. Now, the Steelers are getting drummed. But I guarantee you, the Steelers play the Bears, and they handle the Bears pretty easily, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. in Washington, I don't know. I mean, they, they caught a heater last night with uh, – Taylor Heineke, so you know that's a, a team that was playing pretty good to end the year. I don't know what they would do to the Bears, but but you know Howard, they were they were one of the most penalized teams in the league for much of the season, right. and that really drove Matt Nagy crazy. And he was very proud last week to tell us that they had gone from the most penalized to like somewhere middle of the pack. Right? They really had improved their numbers, not committing the penalties, but. I don't know why. I mean, again, this is like, this is really, it seems like in the pressure reveals who you really are. You know that, Howard. Absolutely. When when you're in pressure situations, this shows you who you are and what you are. And we saw what the Bears were. They were so sloppy, so undisciplined. I don't know, you know, the Cole Komet thing was very borderline. But but why give the official the chance to even make that call? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. He's a rookie, you know? If he's in his, in his eighth year, maybe that doesn't happen. But he's a rookie. He just can't do it. Miller, obviously, just absolutely ridiculous. And then at the end of the game, when the Saints are driving and the Bears jump off sides on third down, I mean, come on. Like, that, that yep. just encapsulated everything they had done today. So, you know, why it happened, um, I know they're super disappointed because they felt that they had cleaned that stuff up. But when the, when the lights got turned up real high, as it always is for this team, um, more times than not, they come up short and, and play that type of undisciplined football we saw this afternoon. Jeff Dickerson is brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. J.D., it's funny because you've hit on a lot of things that we've been, you know, I feel like in a playoff game, there's so many things that you could unpack. But the truth is, you know, we've been harping on three or four things, pretty much all the things that you've already brought up there because they stand out the glaringly. The, you know, and it's you look at it, and it it's seven to three at halftime, and the Bears have done when you consider they're down Roquan Smith, they're you know uh, second team All Pro, um, you know they don't have Jalen Johnson and Buster Screen in the secondary, and they're fighting, and they have themselves you know they they were viably in that ball game, but the truth is that Javon Wims drops that ball, and 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 you know I'm gonna we're gonna harp on it because. Matt Nagy, you know, he when he drew that play up, whenever he did, whether it was in August, whether it was in the off season, he knew he had something that he liked, and he 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 mentioned it in in the uh, post game press conference that he was just kind of you know he was waiting for the right moment when to bring it out. And look, that's the perfect time a playoff game when you're an underdog. You yeah, you pull out all the stops. It could not have worked any better. And so when Javon Wims drops that ball and instead of being tied up at seven at that point and maybe going into the half of the 10 to three lead, you, it's just, it's, it crushes the, the entire team. It crushes the fan base and not just Anthony Miller, but I also wonder about Javon Wims' future here too, because 
He got ejected in the first game, what Anthony Miller should have learned from. And now you've got this drop in the most important moment of the Bears season. Well, he's seventh round pick. I don't think I think that one's a little easier to clean up, Jeff. Sure, I, sure, yeah. That's just like, yeah, okay, we'll see you later. I don't think you'll ever hear well, from him again in a Bears uniform. Clear, clear the no. whole wide receiver room out then, it sounds like. Well, I mean, you know, Anthony Allen Robinson's, you know, looking around yeah. like, ooh, I don't know. Um, I mean, Miller's a second-round pick. That's a that's a disappointing situation because there's talent there. They just haven't yeah. harnessed it, and he hasn't been. You know, he's a guy you just can't trust. How do you, Howard, how do you play with a guy you can't trust? I mean, that's like the ultimate sin, right? I mean, yep. can't trust him. You can't trust him, you can't play him. And they have given him a lot of chances because he's a second-round pick because he does have a lot of talent. But you can't trust him. I'll tell you what else is demoralizing. Um when the Saints are picking up these third and longs and some of the open field tackling we saw in defense for the Bears today, and I will single out a guy who was probably one of the, who was the highest or the second highest mm-hmm. paid safety in the NFL before Jamal Adams sure. was his deal this offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, you need better from Eddie Jackson. Are you kidding me? Like, you need yep. better from Eddie Jackson. You need better from your superstars. Cleo Mack was okay. Uh, Robert Quinn was, was certainly doing more. I mean, he was, he was getting there, you know. Um, Trevathan fought hard, Hicks fought hard, Nichols fought hard. Deshaun Gibson had a great game in the first half. By like, there were so many breakdowns on third down where they should have easily stopped the Saints before the marker, and they just let them burst through. Now that also is demoralizing. When the Saints, who were not that sharp on any phase today, you know, convert 11 of 17 on third down, and a lot of those should have been stopped short. That's a killer. So, I mean, really every, every phase, um, for the most part, you know, was to blame. Not really special teams. They didn't really do a whole lot. But I can remember Ron. They were fine. Santos made his one kick. And, you know, coverage seemed to be okay. But, um, you know, look, it, again, I, this is what I struggle with, okay? You lose 8 of 11 to end the year. You can't beat good teams. You've got a major question mark, again, at quarterback. The salary cap is coming down. You have a lot of big salaries. You're going to have to make some tough decisions. I tweeted this, and I really mean it, not just for show. You know, every year we ask ourselves, okay, is the arrow pointing up or is the arrow pointing down? Guys, if I'm wrong, tell me. But how do you argue that the arrow for the Bears is pointing up in 2021? I I can't do that even after this playoff appearance. Can you? No, I, I don't think you can. And, and really, listen, I know we focus a lot on, on the quarterback position because it is, when you talk about national football, the National Football League and football period, you've got to have the person there that can, can make the right plays. But you also have to have people around them. You have to have a really good offensive line that can, can move people off the ball to allow you to run the ball. You have to have defense, uh, defensive linemen that are able to step up. And for I think for the most part, they, they did a nice job. And I think we can go back and forth about Quinn. He's not, he's not playing – to his contract. There's no question about right. that. So that was a swing and a miss. And you're right. Now the Bears, I mean, we all sit around and say, well, you know, they should fire this person, this person, this person. But these salaries aren't going anywhere. And they're a major problem. And I think that is as much of an issue uh, about how you fix this team moving forward as much as what do you do in the general manager? What do you do with the head coach? See, when you have these big numbers on your books, you're supposed to be winning Super Bowls, right? Like that's the whole point is you spend the money to get yourself championships. Now you're at this crossroads again 
where you've got a lot of guys making a lot of money. He did, whether it was in August, whether it was in the offseason, he knew he had something that he liked. And he he, he mentioned it in, in the uh, post-game press conference that he was just kind of, you know, he was waiting for the right moment when to bring it out. And look, that's the perfect time. A playoff game when you're an underdog, you yeah, you pull out all the stops. It could not have worked any better. And so when Javon Wims drops that ball and instead of being tied up at seven at that point and maybe going into the half of the 10 to three lead, you, it's just it's it crushes the the entire team. It crushes the fan base and not just Anthony Miller, but I also wonder about Javon Wims future here, too, because he got ejected in the first game. What Anthony Miller should have learned from. And now you've got this drop in the most important moment of the Bears season. Well, he's seventh round pick. I don't think I think that one's a little easier to clean up, Jeff. Sure, like, sure, yeah. That's just like, yeah, okay, we'll see you later. I don't think you'll ever hear well, from him again in a Bears uniform. Clear, clear the whole wide receiver room out then, it sounds like. Well, I you mean, know? There, you know, Anthony Allen Robinson's, you know, looking around yeah. like, ooh, I don't know. Um, I mean, Miller's a second round pick. That's a That's a disappointing situation because there's talent there. They just haven't yeah. harnessed it, and he hasn't been. You know, he's a guy you just can't trust. How do you, Howard? How do you play with a guy you can't trust? I mean, that's put the ultimate sin, right? I mean, yep. can't trust him. You can't trust him. You can't play him. And they have given him a lot of chances because he's a second round pick because he does have a lot of talent. But you can't trust him. I'll tell you what else is demoralizing. Um, when the Saints are picking up these third and longs, and some of the open field tackling we saw in defense for the Bears today. And I will single out a guy who was probably one of the who is the highest or the second highest mm-hmm. paid safety in the NFL before Jamal Adams sure. does his deal this offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, you need better from Eddie Jackson. Are you kidding me? Like you need yep. better from Eddie Jackson. You need better from your superstars. Cleo Mack was okay. Uh, Robert Quinn was was certainly doing more. I mean, he was he was getting there. You know, um, Trevathan fought hard. Hicks fought hard. Nichols fought hard. Deshaun Gibson had a great game in the first half by like. There were so many breakdowns on third down where they should have easily stopped the Saints before the marker, and they just let them burst through. Now, that also is demoralizing. When the Saints, who were not that sharp on any phase today, you know, convert 11 of 17 on third down, and a lot of those should have been stopped short, that's a killer. So, I mean, really, every every phase, um, for the most part, you know, was to blame not really – Special teams, they didn't really do a whole lot. But I can remember Ron, they were fine. Santos made his one kick, and you know, coverage seemed to be okay. But, um, you know, look, it, again, I this is what I struggle with, okay? You lose 8 of 11 to end the year. You can't beat good teams. You've got a major question mark, again, at quarterback. The salary cap is coming down. You have a lot of big salaries. You're going to have to make some tough decisions. I tweeted this, and I really mean it, not just for show. You know, every year we ask ourselves, okay, is the arrow pointing up or is the arrow pointing down? Guys, if I'm wrong, tell me. But how do you argue that the arrow for the Bears is pointing up in 2021? I I can't do that even after this playoff appearance. Can you? No, I I don't think you can. And and really, listen, I know we focus a lot on on the quarterback position because it is – when you talk about national football, the National Football League and football period, you've got to have the person there that can, can make the right plays. But you also have to have people around them. You have to have a really good offensive line that can, can move people off the ball that allow you to run the ball. You have to have defense, uh, defensive linemen that are able to step up. And for I think for the most part, they, they did a nice job. And I think we can go back and forth about Quinn. He's not, he's not playing to his contract. There's no question about right. that. So that was a swing and a miss. 
And you're right. Now the Bears, I mean, we all sit around and say, well, you know, they should fire this person, this person, this person. But these salaries aren't going anywhere. And they're a major problem. And I think that is as much of an issue uh, about how you fix this team moving forward as much as what do you do in the general manager? What do you do with the head coach? See, when you have these big numbers on your books, you're supposed to be winning Super Bowls, right? Like that's the whole point is you spend the money to get yourself championships. Now you're at this crossroads again where you've got a lot of guys making a lot of money. We don't know what the cap is going to be at, you know, project to be. But you know that there's going to be some cap casualties here. There has to be. How could there not be? How could there not be changes on the offensive line, maybe one on defense? Um, You know, Quinn, Howard, I mean, you would have loved to have that deal. That's fully guaranteed next year. (laughs) I mean, and so, so again, now you're talking about, well, um, you're not going to carry dead money on a cap that's going down, right? I mean, that would just be like the worst thing you could do. I mean, if you're, if you're out of guaranteed money and you're just talking about shedding yourself with a big cap hit, that's one thing. But to, to carry dead money on a cap that's going down, oh, my gosh, what a nightmare that contract is right now for them. So there's just a lot of things they have to work through. And, again, it all goes back to who's the quarterback. What are they going to do here? This is a mess. Uh, we talked to Trubisky. Of course, he's like, I want to be back. He's saying all the right things. But I don't know. I don't know why they would bring him back. I don't know hmm. in what manner they would bring him back. I don't know why he'd want to come back. To me, I just don't buy any of that. And, and certainly, a franchise tag that projects to be twenty-three point five million. Oh no! Seriously, guys, you're gonna, you're gonna put that number on him? What? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. There's no, no, no. That's too much. They can't do that. The only, the only scenario I can see him coming back here is because he looks around the league and there's nobody who's, you know going to give him an outrageous contract like you just said jd so maybe he looks around the league and there's really if you really look at it and dissect it there's only two or three landing spots that might you know be interested in trubisky to to come in and honestly that would almost be like a reclamation project where he'd either have to fight for the job or be a stopgap for a year himself whether you're looking at oh even if one of the landing spots i kept talking about was washington after last night you when you see taylor heineke play like he did, they're probably like, eh, they're not going to break the bank for Trubisky. So maybe the Patriots. Outside of that, I don't know where he's going to go play football outside of the Bears. And so if he comes back to the Bears, it's just going to be a – it better be a team-friendly deal where Ryan Pace is desperate, Matt Nagy's desperate, they're back for one more year, and they have no other choices. Because honestly, J.D., if, if, if they cut ties with Mitch, I don't see how you could let Ryan Pace be the guy to select another quarterback. That, that just sets your franchise back four years if he's wrong again. I mean, I would just ask this question, and I'm not trying to be glib or anything, but I mean, if you're going to bring him back, Trubisky, now, I'm not saying that he doesn't have ability, that he doesn't do certain things well. I'm not saying that, okay? But when you're talking about the quarterback position, the most important position, you either got one or you don't. They don't got one. They're going to bring him back. I'm going to ask you guys this question. What is the point? What's the point? We're doing, we'll be doing the same thing next year, probably not even talking about a playoff berth. I mean – you're literally wasting everyone's time. And that's what they are. They're time wasters. And yeah. uh, my time is precious. And so is yours. It's certainly ours. We got a new coach in Illinois, baby. You can't be worrying about this nonsense next year, right? <laughs> right. We so, got to get mean, this thing figured out. Come on now. We got to get Coach B uh, on the right track here. I mean, so I just feel like it, it's, just a, it's just a colossal waste of time. But you know what? They have done things in the past that – kind of you knew was going to just keep them stuck in the mud and they've gone ahead and done it anyway. So, so we'll see. Um, 
Right now, guys, we're getting some word that we might have some players tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, we have no indication about uh, Nagy again. You know, we have, I can't remember last time we talked to Pace, but he'll have to talk, I'm, I'm assuming, this week if he's still the GM. And then hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to George uh, later in the week. But nothing as of now has been announced except for maybe some players tomorrow morning. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, we will be uh, following you, J.D., as we always do on the station, on Twitter, and on ESPN.com, all your great articles. So thanks for making some time for us. Go use some of that precious time and see if the uh, Cleveland Browns can hang 70 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> they're currently up 35 to 10 at the half. So How about that, that by the way, that first play? So I'm on Zoom and Nagy's about to start. And I'm uh-huh. like, I'm like, I see that snap go over Ben's head. And I'm like, whoa, yep. my arms go up in the air. I got like 10 text messages. Like, what are you doing? What's wrong? What's happening? <laughs> I'm like, it's not about the Bears, guys. I'm, I'm watching the Browns at the Steelers game. Everyone's a little on edge after today. I'm like, calm down. I don't care about the Bears. That's over. That's in the rearview mirror. I can't believe that the Browns are doing this. Moving on, man. Please. All right, Jimmy, thanks a lot for joining us all season long. We appreciate it, man. Guys, it's been a pleasure. I love you guys. We'll talk soon. All right, be good, buddy. That's Jeff Dickerson, and as I said, as always, all season long, his reports were brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. Along with Howard Griffith, I am Jeff Miller. This is the Miller Lite Bears postgame show. We're here for about 25 more minutes before we wrap things up officially for the season, so if you want to chat, get in now, 312-332-3776, and we will let you hear from Mitch Trubisky as well in just two short minutes. Howard Griffith and Jeff Meller. More postgame coming up. This is the ESPN 1000 postgame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Wrapping up the Bears season here, the 2020 season is officially over for the Chicago Bears as they lose to the New Orleans Saints today, 21-9 in the Superdome. But uh, it was really only a meaningless final drive in the last 2 minutes and 18 seconds, a 11-play, 99-yard drive by the Bears that concluded with a touchdown by Jimmy Graham on the final play. That ultimately was the only touchdown they scored in the in the game. Um, they should have had a touchdown had Javon Wims held on to a a ball that cannot be any easier to catch. Very little defensive issues in front around him. He it fell right into his hands. And Howard, as you pointed out, he was just he just let it fall into his breadbasket. There, he didn't attack it. And, you know, he just showed you there that he's not as confident as his, in his abilities yeah. as, you know, some of the better receivers in the league. And ultimately, that play was really a backbreaker for the Bears. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's going to be a backbreaker for him as well. I mean, because, you know, unfortunately, that's going to define, define him for a while if he's not able to, you know, obviously he's going to – he may not be on the team next year. Who knows? But at the end of the day, you've got to make critical plays like that. And he wasn't able to uh, close the deal. Yeah, and and I, you know, coincidentally enough, Wims was the player who was ejected in the earlier matchup against the Saints in Week Eight when C.J. Gardner Johnson was on the receiving end. The Saints' defensive back was on the receiving end of a punch that Javon Wims threw at his helmet, 
never understand Howard why guys throw punches <laughs> at other guys when they're wearing helmets, right? It just it seems like the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Yeah, it's not uh, the brightest thing to do for your for your hand, particularly when you need them. But like you know, that just another maddening, maddening. And as Howard pointed out, we heard from Matt Nagy in the post game show. Matt Nagy talked and told us that he took 15 minutes out of their practice this week <laughs> to show some clips of what C.J. Gardner-Johnson does, some of the dirty plays that he will do to rope his opponents into making dumb decisions. And you know what? He did. He did it again today after pulling the trick off on Javon Wims in week eight. That's, it's stunning that he did it to the same team in the same season roughly nine weeks later when Anthony Miller went and got ejected for, you know, basically attacking the same player, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So you can we can quibble about whether or not Miller really should have been tossed for his actions, but anything close to a swing at a player is probably going to get you ejected. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, – and, you know, we talk about – and Nagy's talked about it. We've talked about how many times it's been said in the meeting. He took out the time in the meeting. But you also know the receiver coach was saying it as well. Everybody was saying it, right? And and just to not to have regard for that. That's why, to me, it, it, it's so troubling because it's something that was discussed at length. And hey. you still go out, and because you're selfish and it's about you and you're trying to prove a point, you go out and, you know, do something that, you know, is selfish. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but uh, he's hey. going to have to learn. He will learn from this. You know, it's it's almost unbelievable to hear Nagy talk about how much time they put into it and then to see Miller go and do it. And again, I'm disappointed, too, because as J.D. pointed out, he's a second round pick. He's somebody with a lot of talent who I think Bears fans have had high hopes for. At least they did initially when he was drafted. And with each passing season, Anthony Miller has become almost less and less involved with this team to the point where they, you know, Darnell Mooney, a fifth round pick, has, you know, usurped him on the depth chart and to the point where Anthony Miller has now really been relegated to the bench for the most part. And when he does get a chance to make a play on the field today, because Mooney is out with an injury, he goes and does this just very disappointing all around. It does feel like uh, his career as a, as the bears uh, wide receiver is coming to an end. It, It can't, it can't last too much longer. I have to imagine, but I digress. I went off on a little bit of a rant there. Well, I did promise the folks, Mitch Trubisky, the question has, you know, was posed to him, you know, about his future with the Bears and whether or not he's uh, open to coming back. He does address that here in the uh, Zoom that he had with the media uh, a little while ago. Mitch, do you want to be back here next year? Yeah, I think um, I think I could definitely see myself back here next year. Obviously, a lot of that's out of my control, Um, but it just it feels like home and it feels like we have unfinished business. Um, and, and right now I'm really just um, bummed about how the season being over and how the game went. So a lot of emotions going on right now, but um, I, I could see, I could see that, but we'll, we'll see there's a, there's a lot of things that got to happen and a lot of decisions that got to be made and um, it's out of my control, but I, I could see that. Mitch, how do you think you um, performed over these last few games after coming back from being benched? And and what do you think that says about you to the franchise? 
I feel like I got better. I feel like I got better this year. I felt like when I was put back in the starting lineup that the offense was better and I gave my, my team a, a chance to win. Um, and we did win games, and that's why we were able to get back into the playoffs. Um, it, it wasn't just me, but it was the whole unit coming together and the team making plays and um, really getting through that adversity together. But I feel like I was a big part of that. Um, so there are some good things that we did towards the end of the season that helped us put it, put us in a position to be able to play here tonight, but that's not how, how we want to finish. We're still, we finished the season eight and eight slid into the playoffs. We did that last year. So there's still things that need to be changed. Um, there's still a lot of areas we need to grow in, in order to build that championship culture, um, that we want to get to. So, um, I think we have some pieces, but I also think there's a lot more that we need to do better. We need to figure that out. Mitch, when you took the, the flip from CP and you looked downfield, what's going through your mind there when you had Javon deep there? Um, yeah, it was throwing the ball. It was a touchdown. So you don't get a lot of opportunities like that and get your guy um, pretty pretty wide open behind the safety. A play we've been practicing for the last few weeks. Um, I was excited. Coach, coach got it called. Um, and that definitely would have helped early on getting on the board and, and getting us some momentum. Um, so I, I thought it was going to be a touchdown, but got to have that next play mentality. But we just um, – overall, we're just sloppy tonight. Is there a name to that play? Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to say it. Mitch, how do you explain the drop-off that the, the offense has when it looks so good against uh, the Lions and the Texans and the Jaguars and then against Green Bay – and New Orleans, you guys struggle? Yeah, it's a good question. A lot of things. I think it comes down to execution. And there's some things I think we can do differently, game planning, um, just to put ourselves in a better position early on. But it always comes down to the basics at the end of the day. Are we doing good on third down? Um, and tonight we were not. Um, were we in fit, efficient on first and second down? Tonight we were not. So we were in third and longs, third um, third longs and it wasn't very manageable and they're putting us in tough positions and we just didn't execute so we shot ourselves in the foot a lot I didn't think we played very smart tonight uh, with the penalties and it, it, it was just sloppy so like I said there's a lot of things that we need to do better a lot of things that need to change um, and a lot of it is the, the, the culture and what we accept and what we don't so we just got to keep getting better and you you got to play your best ball against against better teams like that, especially Green Bay last week and the Saints this week. You, you got to show up to play and execute, and everybody's got to be on the same page. And tonight it was just sloppy for us, so that's why we didn't get the result we wanted. A couple more here for Mitch. Mitch, the you guys had built that offensive identity through the month of December. I guess can you put a finger on why that kind of escaped you guys, and, and do you feel like you were still put in the best positions to succeed against some better defenses like the Packers and Saints? Yeah, I don't know. I think we just kind of got away from it tonight a little bit. Um, uh, I'm not sure why. I just uh, just go out there, try to do my job to the best of my ability and, and try to go out there and lead my teammates. Um, but when you're not efficient on first or second down and they're putting you on, putting you in known passing situations, you also got to be able to pass the ball and convert on third down that way. But we, we didn't tonight. And um, it, it was just we didn't execute. We didn't put ourselves in a good position. We got to get that run game going a little bit more um, so everything else can come off of that. But um, you got to give them credit. They, they came out, they, they played better than we did and they were the better team tonight, but, um, I got a lot of love for my guys and, um, I'm just proud of the way that we battled all, all year long and they, they still battled tonight, even up until the very end. And 
I, I do think there is a lot we can still get better at to put our guys in a better position to succeed. So that's just something we got to look at, some something to um, talk about and, and, and move forward with. Hey, Mitch, just kind of going off Pat's question to open this, um, just with the uncertainty for you going into the offseason, have you, how do you kind of process that this potentially could be your last start with the Bears? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's emotional, and it was in the locker room, but we've been, we've been through so much as a team this year, and it was just a special moment to, to share with the guys and just show your appreciation for everything they've done uh, over the course of this year. And really, a lot of these guys I've been with for four years, so um, that's really special to me, especially some of the guys up front, like, like Cody and Leno. Um, they've had my back since I've been here, and, and those guys, uh, among many others, mean so much to me. So it's tough and you, you try not to think about too far down the line and just take it one day at a time. And uh, I know there's decisions that are going to be made this off season. And um, I, f- I feel like I, I've gotten better over these four years and really this season. And it's been tough. There's been some ups and downs, but um, I'm proud of where I'm at and, and where we, where we battled and how we got better over the years. So we'll just take it one day at a time this off season. And uh, I know God's got a plan for me. So I'm just continue to stay positive and, and keep working and, and keep believing. <laughs> There's Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky meeting the media via Zoom at the end of the game today as the Bears lose to the Saints 21-9, their season officially over, eliminated from the playoffs today in New Orleans. He had a bit of an edge, more so than he had at the beginning of the year, Howard. You could definitely tell a guy who's kind of – he's not – completely simpatico with his head coach anymore. He, I think he, he's more willing to say, hey, look, I, I'm playing better. You heard that directly. He said he thinks that he's played much better since he came back in as the starter. You know, he didn't take all the credit, obviously. He did say the offense as a whole is playing better, but he does want to let you know that he thinks he's the reason that they've, you know, part of the reason that they've improved so much. And you could just mm-hmm. hear the tone in his voice. It's not, a, you know, He's not always trying to deflect and defend everything that Matt Nagy's doing. He was also critical, about as critical as I've ever heard Mitch be of his receiver. He, he didn't call Wims out by name, but he was asked about Wims' drop, and he mentioned how that's one you got to have that should have been a touchdown pass. And so I think we all agree, right? There's no reason, there's nothing, there's not much to disagree with what Mitch had to say. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And this is a quarterback who obviously is could very well possibly be standing in front of Chicago media doing a Zoom call with them for the last time. And, you know, that's a, that's a reality. And I think that reality has hit home for him. Uh, when you go back into that locker room, you start talking about people uh, who have always had his back from day one that he mentioned. Uh, you know, it's tough. But, you know, this is the business. This is a, this is a business. It's, it's result-oriented. And if you're not getting it done, you know, he's a smart guy. He's had plenty of opportunities. That he's got to turn, be able to turn the page and be able to execute. And it just has not worked out for him since he's been here. So a lot of talk about that Javon Wims drop today. I think we all know why. But there was also one more play in this game that I felt like was a very critical play that did not go the Bears' way. We'll let you hear what that was next. The ESPN 1000 Postgame Show returns after these. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. A two-time Super Bowl champion. A two-time winner of the ESPN 1000 Fantasy Football League. And never mind. 
Howard Griffith and Jeff Miller. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show is back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, and the ESPN Chicago app. Second quarter with a second and 11 for the Saints. That pass up in the air. And did he come under it in time? It looks like he did. Shelley has it. And look at the Bears celebrate a takeaway. If in fact that is going to hold up. After review, the tip of the football hit the ground. It's an incomplete pass. The third down for the Saints. Oh, just a tip. Tip of the football. It hits the ground. Duke Shelley's interception turned into a Drew Brees incompletion. That's going to be our final Harry's Razor close call of the game here on the Bears Middle Lake Post Game Show. The final one of the season. Harry's Razors, of course, created to be a little bit different, honestly priced, and made with integrity. Go see for yourself at harrys.com we do appreciate their sponsorship all year and like i always say it's not just the razors but also go check out the uh, post shave balm because that is also an excellent product that they provide so everything harry's does great job so uh, we appreciate their uh, partnership this season howard any uh, final words as we conclude our final post game of the season after the Bears fall to the Saints twenty one to nine tonight in the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's you know it's it's been a frustrating year, a lot of ups, a lot of downs um, to this year. Uh, hopefully, uh, the organization can can put a plan together to to allow this team to have some consistency moving forward because that's what's needed. Um, you know, these fans uh, here in Chicago are some of the best in the world uh, when you talk about. You know, backing their team, supporting their team, and they deserve to to have a great product to to cheer for. So hopefully, they can get things turned around in the next year or so. We will obviously be uh, focusing a lot on the Bears in the days ahead on all of our local programming here on ESPN One Thousand. But of course, tomorrow night at this time, Howard, we've got ourselves a little bit of a national championship game going on that we will be broadcasting for you, Alabama and Ohio State. Any uh, thoughts on which way you see that one going tomorrow night? You know, this is this is going to be an unbelievable matchup by two really talented teams. Uh, if Wada was able to go for for Alabama, you may be having a chance to look at uh, two of the best wide receiver combinations uh, in all of college football because it's going to be high scoring. Take the over because it's going to be a lot of points in this one. But it's going to be fun. Can Justin Fields step up and play the way he played uh, last week or two weeks ago and have that type of performance? Are they going to be able to run the ball? It's, this is going to be a great matchup. But I think Ohio State has enough firepower uh, to make this work. No doubt about it. We will, uh, we will have that game for you right here on ESPN 1000 tomorrow night. But before then, I promise you lots of breakdown, lots of bears, Final breakdown as the season is officially over. The 2020 season comes to an end in New Orleans today on Wild Card Weekend, on Super Wild Card Weekend. The Bears basically got slimed on Nickelodeon for all the world to see. And <laughs> Bears fans have been seeing it all year long. So, uh, But that does it for us today. Howard, want to say uh, thanks to you, man. It was great doing the shows all year. I do appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun despite the way this one concludes, my man. It's a blast, man. Thanks a lot. Stay safe and uh, have a great week. Yes, for sure. Also want to say uh, thanks to Sean Davis for producing the show pretty much all year. Sean, great job all season long, doing a great job with all the highlights. 
all the uh, post-game sound and just keeping us on our P's and Q's. So thanks to Sean Davis for a great year as well. That's it for us, folks. For Howard Griffith, I'm Jeff Meller. Thanks so much for listening. Be safe, as Howard said. Thanks for listening to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show. Presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. And brought to you by GetCoveredIllinois.gov, the home loan experts, ComEd's energy efficiency program, and Harry's Razors. Bears Talk continues at 7 a.m. with Cap and Jay Hood on the new morning show on ESPN 1000. Ah.